0: Welcome to Mind, Body, and Soul Awakening, a show where we celebrate resilience and inspire transformation. Our guests share their stories of how they overcame a tragedy and turned it into a triumph. I am your host, Stars Tita. Get excited and let's have some fun. Hello, 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 and happy day to you and you and also you. I am Stars Tina, and I want to welcome you back to the Mind Body and Soul Awakening Show. Whoo! I cannot believe we are at the end of our season of traumas. It went by so fast, didn't it? So if you're just tuning in, you're getting the wrap up of. All the week's episodes that we've done of the traumas that I've gone through. And if this is your first time here, I do want to welcome you. I do want to start with saying that I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. The things that I share are experiences that I have gone through. I'm teaching from that. And I'm sharing with you the tools, skills, and strategies that I have used to push through the pain and turn my traumas into a triumph. A traumas, you may ask, is when the energies of a trauma and a tragedy collide. When these two energies come together, life-changing experiences occur, and they happen for everyone. And I like to share with you: please never compare your trauma with someone else's trauma. I used to do that years ago when I got my biggest trauma. I would say, "Well, this didn't happen to you." This is, it. and then you're like going back and forth with that person. Well, I lost my job. Well, my boyfriend left me. Well, I was an alcohol. It's like you're going back. No you don't know what someone is going through. So just look within yourself and start with that. So, as I mentioned, the first week we talked about domestic violence and I shared my personal experience about it. We had other guests on here. And when it comes to domestic violence, we were talking about the difference between the physical and the mental. And for me, I was saying, I never really got that mental abuse from someone, you know, saying bad things from you. And we were comparing, not really comparing, but the conversation was, which is worse? the mental, or the physical. You got to tune into that episode for more details. It was very, very spicy, as I like to say. little scary, a little sad, but we turned it up at the end to show you there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes in life, we just think we're in this gloom state, like everything is horrible. Oh, woe is me, woe is me. Yes, woe is you. Have a little pity party for a little while but you can't stay in that pity party. And some of the tips I like to share about these pity parties is maybe not all the time, not the same person, reach out to someone, think of that song, reach out and touch somebody's hand, make this world. Okay, you know what I'm saying. But when you're in these places of doom and disaster and sadness, like I don't wanna be here anymore because trust me, in my personal opinion, we all go through it at some time in our life, right? But reach out to someone, but not the same person all the time. I realized that myself because I, I used to always reach out to my daughter when I had my first trauma and she was there for me and she didn't say anything. She just took it, took it. And it was probably, whew, it was a long time, four or five years later, maybe six, she said, you know, mom, I, I can't deal with this anymore. I need you to, I was going to therapy, but I need you to reach out to other people. I don't even think she actually said that to me. I could just kind of sense it so i had different people i would reach out to different times i'm not saying don't talk to people but you have to do that so as i mentioned episode one we talked about domestic violence which can be very touching and the week after that we talked about fathers uh, if you have a father figure in your life, because my father passed away when I was when he was 49. I was actually 21 or 22. So I was pretty young. And we, we mentioned some statistics of how if you're older and you you lose a father, it's, a, it's very hard for you. And if you're a daddy's girl, it's just like detrimental. And we had Daniela on here talking about life insurance, how important it was, especially when you lose someone. know she was talking about a client a father who lost his wife and then he was left with children but i say that to say if it's someone super close to you especially a father take care of yourself and in that episode i share my personal trauma which i believe was one of the things god set me up for to be the light that i am right now i am the trauma queen i'm an expert when it comes to pushing through pain, when it comes to getting over that trauma and turning it to a triumph. You hear people say all the time, turn your pain into your passion. So yes, I am that person. So after fathers or someone close to you, we talked about mental health, psychiatric hospitals, taking the steps to actually go and take care of yourself. For myself, you have to watch that episode, but I just wanna share for you, There may be a time where you're not feeling too good and you're like, you want to do something crazy. You're thinking something crazy. Like you don't want to be here on earth anymore. Be wise and call a friend. Or if you don't want to do that, go to a hospital. Go to a psychiatric hospital. I'm not a psychiatrist. Go to a hospital and say, you know, something's wrong with me. I'm going to, don't laugh at me, ladies. Okay, don't laugh. (laughs) But I remember there was a time my boyfriend, my kid's father actually broke up with me. He always was breaking up with me. And my heart and my body and everything, I was in so much pain. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm that person. I don't really get sick. So when I do get sick, all the alarms go off in my head. Like I'm thinking I'm going to die. It's just the way I am. Forgive me. So I went to the hospital and the nurse is asking me all these questions. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me, blah, 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 blah. And she looks at me so gently and she says, miss, there's nothing wrong with you. You just have a broken heart. Because I was so upset about this man breaking up with me. I thought I was, I was physically making myself sick. And that's what we do sometimes is we physically make ourselves sick. So go to a hospital, get some questions. And that's my tip and advice for you with that right there. So that was the, the, the episode we talked about with the mental health. After that episode, now, this one is a very, very touchy situation, but I openly speak about it because a lot of people don't, and it's suicide, attempting suicide. I know a lot of people who've lost their children to suicide. And in, again, you got to watch the episode where I talk about my personal battles with suicide, which has been, you know, a couple of times. But again, I believe this is my gift God said, Tina, I need a warrior. I need a champion who's going to go out there and spread the word. Oh my gosh. I can't, I got to pull him in here. Pastor Jeff, I need you real quick. I kind of got off track. Pastor Jeff, who was the person, by the way, this is going to be our guest. He's going to leave and come back, but I got (laughs) an idea in my head. I just talked about the guy. Pastor Jeff, who was it in the Bible where, oh, see, I got a brain freeze. You know where I'm going with this. Yes, where God gave them. For suicide? No, 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 not suicide. Gave them tests or challenges. See, I should have just said it right
1: away. God gave well, pe- the, the first person was Abraham. Tell me about that, please. First, so, for, for Abraham, his test was after he finally had his promised son, because he had Ishmael first, and then he had his promised son through his wife, Sarah. God instructed him to sacrifice him. And so he took him to the mountain. Uh, bound him up, put him on the altar, pulled the knife back, and the angel came and stopped him. And from that point, because he was willing to sacrifice his son, uh, God blessed him to be the father of many nations through through Isaac, as well as through Ishmael, which a lot of people don't know is that God also told Hagar that Ishmael would be a great nation. And he did become a great nation, had 12 children and they are believed to be the uh, he's believed to be the father of the Arabs. Wow. So, yeah, that that's where I was
0: going with this whole thing where I feel as if sometimes I'm not saying I'm any different than anyone else. But like God is putting these tests on me and just, you know, pushing through. So thank you for that story. Veronica was talking about Job. Uh, losing everyone in his family. Can you share with that? I don't see you here, but do you know I see you nodding your oh, head. Oh
1: yes, head. Job's Job's test was not a test of Job really. So what happened with 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 Job, it wasn't God testing him. It was that God and the devil had a conversation and God was bragging on Job and the devil said, "Yeah, if if he was if anybody was protected the way you protect him, they'd be loyal, uh, too. So God, uh, the devil said, you leave him alone and he'll curse you and die. So God said, all right, no, that's, that's how you feel about it. Okay. I'll step back and you give it your best try. So the devil, uh, he took all of the children, I mean, there was 10 children. So all of the children, all of his cattle, he was a very rich person. So all of his cattle, all of his children, all within a day. Imagine that in one day you get 10 messages that your children have just died. All your cattle this is, dead.
0: This is a true story. It's not like where yeah, he has other story where he almost had to kill a kid. It was like,
1: No, gone. no. This this is when the children are, are, are dead. They're gone. And so... Joe still never cursed God. Then the devil wasn't satisfied. He went back, talked to God again, and he said, well, if you didn't have done this, blah, 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 blah. So he allowed him, he said, you can do anything but take his life. So that's when he got sick put boils all over him. And his friends came and said, because during that time frame, if you were blessed, that meant that, you were obedient to God. And if you appeared to have cursed on your life, a curse on your life, then that meant God had removed his hand from him. So his friends was like, just be honest, tell God the truth. Obviously, you did something wrong, Job. So just confess and get it right. His wife says, curse God and die. You know, there's a song about that. People, She gets a bad rap. I think it's a, a beautiful love story. And from PJ's perspective, it was she'd rather him die and go to heaven than to suffer any more than what he had already suffered and so that went on and he still wouldn't curse god and so god gave him back over 10 times of what he had before uh, a lot of people said that was god testing him but it really wasn't god bragged on him so, so i've actually done a message can god brag on you like that i think there's a lot of christians that would say god you know what I love you, man, but look, don't brag on me like dope. You know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And thank you,
0: Veronica, for sharing that and Pastor Jeff for filling in. I'm going to take you back, Pastor Jeff, because I got off track. guys. you see, this right. is live. I, get, I go with my heart and my emotions, PJ, and uh, so I was just feeling that right there. So where I was, guys, I was talking about the different episodes that we had, and that one, I was actually talking about the psychiatric hospital and how I felt I'd been tested by God. And I thought of stories in the bible so pastor jeff thank you so much for sharing those right there after we talked about suicide we talk about divorce because i noticed a lot of women kind of get stuck especially if they were married and the wedding, the marriage is going good and the man leaves them for a younger woman. I'm just thinking of movies and stuff. So we do dive into that conversation in one of the episodes. So make sure you go back and watch it or listen if you haven't done yet because we're gonna give you tools to get through it. And some women wait to get divorced. I don't know if they wait because they feel the person's gonna come back. They don't feel complete. But once you finally get rid of that old weight, The weight, meaning the old person that's in your life no longer, you feel so much lighter, you feel uplifted. Kind of like if you're overweight and you lose like that excess fat, that's kind of what it's like, right? So that was another episode we talked about. And then the final one that touched my heart was losing someone extremely close to you. And for me, that was my son. But as I mentioned, all of the steps, all of the traumas that happened throughout my life. Prepared me for that one moment in time where I was able to just push through and yes It's been a little over. It's been about seven and a half years now I've completed my book and it's a great section at the end if you're looking for something to help you push through your pain Make sure that you buy my book. It's called Traumedy, and it's it's things that I've done to push through the pain. I have a couple of speakers in there uh, that gave some great tips so as I mentioned, today we're wrapping everything up and I have my special guest, Pastor Jeff. Welcome back,
1: Pastor Jeff! Thank you, thank you. I feel like I'm playing musical chairs.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I love it. So I'm so grateful that he was actually the very first person on my podcast when I did my podcast. I was so nervous you were my first guest. And you're closing out season two here, which is so amazing. And it's all about collaboration. I say, collaboration is a new revolution! Yes! New
1: revolution! <laughs>
0: <laughs> why it's right
1: here, Pastor Jeff, it's not here. <laughs> I get it,
0: New revolution. Or you can say, self-care is a new revolution.
1: Self-care. Self-care, self-care, the new revolution. You didn't do the fist. Oh, self-care, the
0: new revolution. All right, now you have to give me one. I gave collaboration and self-care.
1: You give me one. Give me one. Uh self-care. You said the um, collaboration,
2: <laughs> what am I, I don't know.
1: E- emotional intelligence is <laughs> oh, the new revolution. Yeah, emotional intelligence. Like that.
0: That's good. And I'm going to close out our revolutionary triumphs here with faith.
1: Right.
0: Faith is faith. the new revolution. Yes. Yes. yes if you tap into that. So I met this wonderful human right here collaboration, community, faith, self-care, all the new revolutions <laughs> out there. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> when you listen to the outro and my song. Wait, did I you 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 just been worked and got me into a whole workout without my permission. <laughs> you got another one? You got another one? Self do a whole workout without <laughs> my permission. <Lord laughs> have mercy.
0: But I like that emotional intelligence. I remember when I first heard that Word uh, and I actually have Dr. Dale, she's an emotional intelligence coach on one of my episodes. I was like, I didn't say this to her, I was like, I think she's saying it wrong. I think she means AI, not EI.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling her that she's wrong. You she told the doctor that she was wrong, that's and that's what I'm she would like the, the past PJ would do.
0: And then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe you don't know what you're
1: talking about, Tina.
0: <laughs> so I met this wonderful human on a social media app called clubhouse and clubhouse is the number one place to have amazing relationships. And I'm a host one. on there, number one, number one morning show. He pastor, pastor host, pastor Jeff is one of the hosts there as well. What is your, what is your segment? Pastor Jeff?
1: I mostly do mindfulness. That's, that's, that's my oh, jam. What time of day. I meant. Oh, on Wednesdays. The, every third Wednesday, 5 o'clock to
0: 5.30. Love it. And that's 5 a.m. Eastern, my peeps. 5, 5 a.m. a.m. Eastern,
1: Eastern, Eastern. Time. Yes. We are yeah. early risers.
0: Yes, we are. Rise and grind, right? And I do the Monday 5 a.m session segment. And when you get up early and the way you start your day, I was telling the ladies in class today, Pastor Jeff, I was like, what are your morning rituals? And I would love to know what your morning ritual is. Because before I even get out of bed, before my feet touch the floor, I'm doing some type of meditation or prayer, drinking water. And you know, what you put in your brain is so important. That's why I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait. And you were my first sound the other day after my motivation. After my meditation, I was like, "Okay, Pastor Jeff can get into my ear holes. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Share with us your morning rituals, because that's so important. Pushing through traumas, you have to have that.
1: Right. What are yours? Absolutely. So my morning ritual actually starts the night before. So I listen to uh, my room on Clubhouse,
2: which is
1: uh, melodies to meditate, relax and heal by. So I'm listening to that, and I also have affirmations that play throughout the night. So I, I wake up to meditation music as well as affirmations. Then I go straight to the massage chair. And oh. yes, I go to the massage <laughs> chair, and I, I get my 15-minute massage in to get my body loosened up and ready for the day. And I go from there to, I will get a 16.9 ounce bottle of water, put some apple cider vinegar in it. I put some vitamin C in it. I put a uh, airborne in it. And I that's that's how I start my metabolism for today. For the day. Uh, and then of course I get on Rise and Grind at uh five o'clock. Sometimes if I'm up earlier, I'll go to the early room at What's uh, that early room. That early at room is fire. O'clock. Yes, it is. And uh from from there, then I decide what I'm gonna do throughout the rest of the day. I love it, I
0: love it. So I would love your opinion about what i'm doing because some people aren't honest you know they'll just or i'm not gonna say they're not honest they don't really say anything and at first i was a little nervous a little scared about really pushing this and i actually paused on doing this tv show because i look at other people's things and i'm like my show isn't cool enough my show isn't fancy enough because i'm talking about traumaties and i said you know what tina people need to hear this and i'm leaning into this scary topic these scary conversations but you know because we always make them fun what are your thoughts do you think it's a good thing you think it's weird talk to me
1: it's needed uh stars tina because we hear people talk about trauma all the time, but we don't hear them talk about the triumph. And so that trauma for me is when when we go through trauma, it's the trauma that teaches us uh, the triumphancy. And I might've made up my own word there. We can't get to triumphancy without going through the trauma. And so bringing it to the forefront, having a conversation about it and being open and honest with it, It's something I believe a lot of people would like to do, but are scared to do. So by you taking it uh, by, by the horns and running with it, along with your bubbly personality and all of the energy, I think it makes it easy for people to actually look at the trauma that they've gone through, but also not get comfortable and rest in the trauma but look at the triumph and understand that there's no triumph without the trauma. There's 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 no no glory they say without a story. So if we don't go through anything, then we just got to have a boring life.
0: <laughs> That's true. It's like if you go to the to the amusement park or whatever, and it's like or, do you want to go on the roller coaster or do you want to go on the carousel that's like going back and
1: forth back and forth so i totally agree with that and, and you, thank you go and ahead. you know when people go to the to to the amusement park for most people pj not so much anymore but most people the ride that they want to ride more people want to ride is the roller coaster and the roller coaster scares the heck out of you <laughs> oh, sure. You get the butterflies in your stomach. As soon as you get, you think you're fine. Boom. Vroom, it's the went back down 100 miles an hour. But people love the roller coaster. And the thing about that is, from a psychological perspective, there are people in life that their life to them is not complete unless it's that, ooh, 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 that, that roller coaster. So Traumity says, don't stay in the trauma experience the triumph and then utilize that to help someone else get through their trauma
0: i agree because and that's why i always say i'm not i'm never going to tell you what to do i'm and i'm not gonna you know i just share from what i've learned or that i've learned from my clients because that's you know it's just that simple now my book is complete it's out there i do want to thank you for your segment in it i what i decided to do family is because when I've been going through, you know, when I went through my major traumas, everyone's going to try to make you feel better. They're going to say I'm sorry, and sometimes when you're upset, you scream like I don't want to hear your I'm sorry. So it's not going to make me feel better. It's like you're so angry at the world. But there's a few people that say things that actually make you feel better. Can you believe that there are? And over seven years, I think I found four people maybe five i have to look at my notes that actually said something that made sense to me because i hate when people say i know how you feel no you don't know how i feel okay (laughs) or just feel better and i always say never ask me how i'm doing if you want a real answer because i'm always going to say i'm amazing you know how would you feel if blah blah i'm not going to mention it because i don't want to trigger you but i say that to say in the book pastor jeff i added your segment in there Because like I said, there's a few people who've touched my heart, who've said things to make me feel better. And can you please share your feelings, philosophy, analogy, whatever we want to call it, with people when they pass away and how it can make me feel better. It may make you feel better. Graduation. Can you please share that a little bit with us? Please, PJ. I'm wondering what PJ stands for, guys. It's not pajamas because I'm really- <laughs> Every time I say PJ, I'm like, pajamas. And then I'm actually thinking, don't laugh. You may not even know this, Pastor Jeff. There was a cartoon back in the day called Bananas and Pajamas. Have you ever heard of them? I have not. <gasps> my daughter, my kids were young. It was like, Bananas and pajamas are walking down the stairs. Bananas and pajamas. I don't know the rest of the words, but that was like one of the things out back in the day. So whenever I hear PJ, I think pajamas. But anyway, Pastor John graduation,
1: head in. Graduation stars, Thank you so much. And a little backdrop to it is that as a pastor doing COVID, I found myself doing a lot of eulogies uh, for my, my members as well as others because I tailor a eulogy uh, for the individual. And so I get asked quite a, a, a lot. And it's taxing. It was taxing on, on, on me. It was taxing on the congregation. So I asked God to, to give me something that could help me as well as could help the congregation. And what He gave me was the analogy of a graduation. If you have ever experienced your first child graduating from high school, it's a bittersweet moment, it's a roller coaster. You're up and you're excited because they're finishing school and finishing a phase of their life and getting ready to start a new phase. But then you're down in the dumps because as much as you love them and you want them to get out of your house, they're about to leave. And that self-index come in is I need you here when I want you here. I want to be able to reach out and hug you when I want to hug you. I want to be able to fuss at you when I need to fuss at you. And so God gave me this analogy that the greatest graduation, the greatest commencement that we can attend is the one when our loved one graduates from life temporal to life everlasting. And just like the emotions of that first child graduating from high school and going off to college, it's bittersweet. We have that same bittersweet experience. But if we can receive it, if we can process it and get out of our selfishness, which it's okay to be selfish for for that moment, when we can get out of that, identify that what it is and realize that our loved one, they completed the course, they finished, and they've moved on to the next stage and we're going to move to that next stage too. So we can then process it through gratitude rather than staying in the area or the arena of processing it through grief every time that we think about it. And and that, that really doesn't do anybody any good. And just as our children, when they go off to college, they're still a part of us. So our loved ones, their spirits never die. and. If the truth is told, their spirits will never leave us. If we allow it to, or allow their spirits to talk to us, build us up, encourage us. If we allow it, it's 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 there. And so I have been teaching that stars Tina um, ever since God gave it to me. And then if I can, I I'll share when my son, when my when my son transitioned from life temporal to life everlasting. And you know, it's always a little different, stars, when things hit you. <laughs> and so I needed something different. I needed, I I, I had got immune to, to that when I was acclimated to that. So I was like, mm. God, I need, I need something else now. We
0: Can we pause for a hot second right there? Because I love how you share that. You said you were using that so much. It was helping, it was helping, it was helping. And as you said, you got immune to it. And I think that happens in our grief journey where you do one thing, you may be journaling for like a year or six months and then it's not working. You have to change up and do something else. So I just wanted to really let that sink into everyone and realize there's, I have a dozen things in my book that shares things you can do to push through the pain. And if you don't know, you don't know. So thank you for sharing that. You got immune to it. What did you do after you got immune to that
1: feeling? So as I got immune to that one and it hit me, I needed something that hit personal. <laughs> and so God gave me another analogy that quieted me that comforted me it gave me what is called that peace that went beyond or goes beyond human understanding and so this is what he told me he says i plant flowers that you call humans in my garden that you call the earth
0: i forgot about that (laughs) you got you got to say that again renee let's add that in let's add that in One more time. I
1: think I got to press like a screen record for that one. He he said, I plant flowers you call humans in my garden that you call earth. And I allow you and others to enjoy the beauty, the fragrance, even the thorns. If you think about a rose, you can't enjoy it until you've been stuck by one of the thorns. Uh, And so when. I am ready to enjoy my flower for myself. I reach down into my garden and I pull my flower and I take my flower to myself. So that gave me the comfort that I needed is that I say my son, but as I belong to God, so I couldn't give my son life. He gave my son life and ultimately he belongs to him. And so that gave me, again, the gratitude and the gratefulness for him allowing me to enjoy his flower. And he gave me joy to know that after he shared his flower, that he took his flower back to himself.
0: Wow. Now, did you make that up? Did you read it somewhere?
1: No, that's that's literally what God gave me. That's, that's when, when I went to talk to God because my, my, my son, my, my selfishness, my, my hurt, my grief, and said, comfort me. I've, I've comforted hundreds, so now I need comfort, and this is what he gave me. And so, as I normally do with things that, that he gives me, I shared it. So that will be in my book. And I don't know if this is true, Pastor
0: Jeff, but this is what I heard. Your book's coming out uh, Black Friday of this year. That's just what I heard. I don't know if it's true. And you know, if you need any help or support, I'm here for you.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: So that was a great, I love that. That's awesome. Now I may
1: beat that date.
0: Hey, that's the long out. That's going to be the relaunch of the, I don't know. You're going to add something separate to it. Maybe a journal added
1: to it. (laughs) All
0: right. All right. So I understand you have a wonderful poem that you wrote. Could you share us the story behind that and then share the poem?
1: Yes. So on this beautiful audio app called Clubhouse in the early days, it was a challenge to get on the stage and then to speak. And so once you spoke, people wanted a really, really brief bio of who you were. And as I was developing um, my my speaking skills and, and my brevity, I thought about my life, and I summarized it into this small spoken word. Can you imagine a child so impatient? He couldn't wait for nine months of gestation, entering the world before his time, scarlet fever. The price of his crime. Doctors, nurses, hospital staff. They served as the extended family on his behalf. From kindergarten to birth, just one memory in his mind. Hospital, shots, milk, Christmas is all he can find. Ridiculed, bullied, abused, and abandoned. Ninth grade he never completed, yet there's a master's on his mantle. Army the path to a better education. He never expected the crossroad, a molestation. God and church, the drugs of his choice, witchcraft and marriage, abused, divorced, love and lies, happiness denied, cancer. <laughs> Surprised, yet he's alive. Nine to five, laid off. Goodbye, too proud to quit. Men don't cry. Off to the war. the answers came, support his family. God's word proclaimed, DNA in the shadow, cancer at the door. Not again, God! (laughs) Haven't you and I been here before? Life in the balance, how much can one man take? Desires to escape, held up by the weight of the responsibilities on his plate. Now, for those of you that may be thinking, Pastor Jeff, you're just singing to the choir. Well, the purpose of my life is to inspire. That's my journey of tromedy to triumph. And that's only about a tenth of it, Stars Tina.
0: <laughs> wow. Let me tell you. So I've probably heard that at least three times And it really blows my mind how us as humans, we can hear things and it goes in one ear and out the other. And I guess because it's a lot of information, this was my first time really hearing it. I guess like when you said the molestation and then I was just like, did he just say that? And then when you said cancer, did he just say that? Did, Did he, it's like, whoa. And if you're watching this right now, I want you to look in the mirror. And stop freaking complaining. <laughs> stop complaining. Stop complaining about, oh, oh, I'm overweight. I don't have
1: a job. Frick, you're alive. You're alive. Absolutely. <laughs> right? as but- they can look in the mirror, but you know Pastor Jeff tells them, look, if you're watching today, I want you to know you have an absolutely beautiful smile. If you don't believe me, find yourself a mirror. Stop crying in the mirror and smile in the mirror. Take that as God said. You were wonderfully and fearfully made, and he wants you to share that with the world. So go out and share a smile with the world because smiles are contagious and frowns are frightening. It's not Halloween, so don't frighten nobody. So take a look in the mirror as long as they smile at themselves because they guarantee that they self is going to smile back.
0: Okay, I love that it's not Halloween stop frightening people. <laughs> that one, that one took me in. All righty, so we're almost to the end, but I do have a special guest. Now, Pastor Jeff, I'm not sure if you met this person in person. This virtual life is in person for me <laughs> until I actually hug the person. <laughs> I met this beautiful human about two, maybe 3 weeks ago. I met her, you know, like this, virtual in person. And she's definitely a gift from God. And I'm going to pull her up right now. She's been hosting every episode with me, talking about the tragedies, And I would love for her to share her thoughts on the season, what she heard from you. So without further ado, drum roll. I got to get one of those sound boards, Pastor Jeff, so I can have a drum roll. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. We can't hear you. You're muted. I love the plants in the back. Good
3: morning, good morning, good morning.
1: Good morning, good (laughs) afternoon, good evening.
0: What did you think of Pastor Jeff?
3: Oh, I cried tears of joy. Pastor Jeff, you are such a blessing to me, to Stars Tina. For those of you that don't know Pastor Jeff, he contributes so much to values to Clubhouse. I mean, he just, the fact that he's even having this conversation is so important to me because he's a man and a lot of men do not allow themselves to um, just express themselves. And there are so many men right now that are, have gone through so much trauma and um, so much loss and you know things like molestation and they're just whole, suppressing all of this anger. And it, it breaks my heart that they don't feel like they can be safe to express themselves. And when you come on this stage, Pastor Jeff, you give men the opportunity to, to have their voice. And that means so much to me because we need, we need you all. And you remind me so much of my father. My father was so full of joy and inspiring others. And, you know, he was a, a beautiful, you know, chocolate man like you. So um it just, re- you Thank just remind you. me so much of my amazing father that passed away last year. And um, I, I, I love, I love people like you, Pastor Jeff. I love, you know, um, I love all races of men, but I absolutely adore my Black men. I do. I'm going to be honest. Thank you so much. Because of your the strength that you all have and and the way you guys carry the burden of so much on your shoulders and the way you all protect us is just so beautiful. We love you. We value you. We need you. Um, for those of you that don't know Stars Tina, she has been the light of my life. She is absolutely my earth angel. Um, I have been pushing through the best way I can with my long COVID. Um, my heart is just so excited, I guess <laughs> it gets that heartbeat. Just this has a little bit of a difficult time lowering itself. Um, and my body tried to transition last year, a week before my father transitioned to heaven. And I have been fighting the best way I can. Um, and I promised God that as long as I'm breathing, I want to my legacy to be one that's going to change lives and empower others. And I cannot change lives and help others without beautiful stars, Tina, without you, this amazing earth angel, Pastor Jeff. So um, everything that she talks about for all of you is amazing. She's the only woman on the planet that can somehow make trauma seem fun.
2: <laughs> I, know.
3: I don't know how she does it. Nobody else can do this. Like We're talking about abuse and, and death of loved ones. And somehow at the end of it, we're able to laugh and celebrate life and come out of it. And I love it because people need hope. There are a lot of people that are going through so much trauma. And it just seems like there's just nothing but darkness. But Starstina Tina has created a platform where we can give you all hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's not life is not just trials and tribulations. There actually is like joy and happiness that we're God wants us to experience on this earth right now. And with COVID going around, you know, I I decided that I'm not going to just live in fear of getting sick with COVID again. I I don't want to do that. I want to live every moment right now. I want to enjoy the beach. I want to enjoy the sunshine. And I want to enjoy it with all of these amazing people. Yes, we all have an expiration date, but guess what? We're here right now. So that means we can have joy today, love today. And that's what God wants us to have. God doesn't want us to be depressed and down all day long. He wants his children to be happy. He wants his children to have love and excitement and experience all of the wonders of the earth today, not next week, today. So thank you, Stars Tina and Pastor Jeff for blessing me with this honor of even being in your presence, you wonderful earth angels. I'm so grateful. And I just pray that I can um, contribute to this world the way you all have, le- you know, let it, led me to be inspired to
0: contribute. Yes. Thank you.
3: Thank,
1: thank you. you so much. Stars, can I just share as as I listen to Miss Veronica, uh, I want to just share my perspective and I, I absolutely respect. Uh, your perspective Veronica but the way I look at it is that we the essence of who we are never expires mm. it's we upgrade our house our house gets upgraded just just like you'll buy a starter house and and you know that's not your forever house that's that's not your dream home I believe that these are our starter houses they're not our dream home I mean, Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, nor has it even imagined in it the our minds, what our real dream home is like. And so from that perspective, the essence of who Veronica is, will always be. It's just the shell, the house that we see you now, that's gonna get upgraded. I mean, and you're beautiful now, so imagine what the upgrade is gonna be. Back <laughs> right in your side, Stina. Like Beyonce, upgrade yeah, upgrade. <laughs> I love music, so I'm always
0: hearing music in my head for different things. So I want to ask both of you, you know, we're at the end of this season. We've gone through all of these traumas. Pastor Jeff, you weren't here every week, but Veronica's been here every single week. And we don't just do this. We do the podcast. We do clubhouse. We do group meetings. When it, So we're like always in the trenches of the drama, of the drama, of the trauma. And it's great because I saw a couple weeks ago, Veronica, where you were at the beach and all I saw was these cheese, like cheese. Jeez. Yeah, a family. that's my thing and it made me feel so <laughs> good so 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 very good so i would love for you guys to share if there is one little thing that you do and we can start with you pastor jeff that lightens you up to support other people because i believe collaboration my thing is i want to change the world i literally give it a huge shift i don't really watch the news and i get things so late so when i hear things are like tina you didn't know that and i know i really should but i just know how my triggers are and how I just want to guard, you know, my body. So what is a way that you think you can change, shift the world with helping people get through the traumas? Pastor Jeff, please go first.
1: It is who I am stars, Tina. I, I, I research, I'm a nerd. I love reading. Mm -hmm. I love exploring. And when I find something that moves me, I share it. I mean i want everybody else to have the same experience that that i have like this week i've been sharing uh the book by tony robbins which is life force because it has it it talks about the new advancements in, in medical technology it talks about uh regeneration of of organs and it talks about these things that give us more life the possibility of living 120 years with a quality of life you know, so we talked yesterday, asked that, who would want to live 120 years? But if I have a quality of life and my mother lives longer and my wife lives longer, my children lives longer and all my friends live longer, then yeah, I want to be around and live longer too. But, you know, most people wouldn't want to be around if I'm the only one that has the quality of life. I'm I'm 120 and getting around like I'm 50 and everybody else is 100 or it doesn't even get to be 100, then it would be like... Uh, all my friends are gone. <laughs> There's a whole generations that the past. So I love just to share with other people. I love to see other people smile. And I think that comes out of I was born premature as I shared in everything that I put in that in that spoken word has happened to me. Now that, that's me I'm talking about. And so I've learned that rather than feel sorry for myself. God didn't put me here to feel sorry for myself. He didn't allow me to make it through everything I went through. When you know I'm in my 60s, I'm not ashamed of that. And hopefully, with this this new, uh, with the new technology, you know I'm going be able to get whatever that procedure is, and, and, and my body will be like I'm in my 40s again. But the truth of the matter is, is in the early 60s, scarlet fever took children out. So it's a blessing, it's a miracle for me to be here. My earliest memory of life is getting out of the hospital. And I could rest in that. I could be upset with God for all the things that I said he did to me, but he didn't do them to me. It makes me who I am. It makes me resilient. I don't just ball up in a in, in the fetal position and cry every time something happens that I don't like. You know, I've not only did I beat scarlet fever, which a lot of children didn't, then i beat cancer twice twice no, Not i i i was molested and i never became a molestor <laughs> yes so god has given me the ability can to- you pause
0: for a hot second with that because i've had that discussion with a lot of people about men uh did you was it god i already know the answer did you go to counseling because some men did you talk about it I, and I'm going to have to do a separate interview about that. Actually, you are coming back because no one will talk to me
3: about yeah, that. You <laughs> need, need a safe space. You give them a safe space to know the other men wanting to come forward. And men need to get this out because when they don't, they'll, they battle, they'll suppress that anger. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. This is
1: perfect.
0: Could you please just tap into that briefly because that's a whole other episode.
1: I, I did initially, and 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 there's there's a lot of other aspects to that 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 i'll share with you at a later time but initially i went into myself and i didn't share i shared with my first wife because i believe that we needed to have open communication and after um and she's deceased now but after i shared with my my first wife and she brought it up and threw it in my face in in an argument that we had And then I did what men do. I went into my man cave and I stayed in it. I was married over 10 years before I even brought it up to my current wife. And it took me over 20 years to really start talking about it. And once I started talking about it, the more I talked about it, the more I processed it. And the the more I healed from it and was able to forgive the person who, who did it. And this happened when I first joined the military. So within before I was 21, and I didn't start talking about it until after I retired from the military. So, yeah, we 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 do that, but I I realized I couldn't stay there, and as you said, I started. It, 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 I, I don't have a daughter. I wish I had a daughter. I have. I I, I call my son's wife my daughter, uh, but I don't have any biological girls. I have all boys, and. I learned that I could start talking to strangers and I would get therapy. Now I went to real therapy, but I could talk to strangers because I just like if I see you again, okay, and if I don't, okay. But I'm gonna be who I am and whatever you think about me. It doesn't matter. So now I'm so transparent. Even my congregation, members of my congregation, say, PJ, we don't need to know that. Well, actually, they call me. (laughs) They call me Reverend M. They that's i used to go by Reverend M until i got branded on clubhouse as pastor jeff but they were like revenue we don't need to know that I, well you can just let it go over your head because pj I'm, I'm getting you know i'm i'm just gonna share because it's gonna help you say you don't need to know it but it's gonna help somebody that needs to hear and other men need to know that is a part. It happens. It happens more often than we want to believe, and it doesn't have to define your life. What I went through doesn't define who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm PJ regardless to what I've been through. My story is my story, but I'm the essence of who God made me. I, I am the essence of love. I am the essence of beauty. I was wonderfully and fear, fearfully created in the image of God the spirit of the living God that rested in the Ark of the Covenant in the Holies of Holies is inside of me. How can I not be bubbly and share that love? And yes, that love? yes. So, Pastor Jeff, you just got an idea in my head. You know how
0: Tony Robbins has his speaking events. Eric Thomas, like all these people will have speakers come and speak. Have you ever been to an event where people talk about traumas? how they got through it, how you can get through it?
1: Oh, mm. uh, no. Come to think about it. So when am I invited? Exactly. You're my first <laughs> on my list. I'm hearing you talk and I'm
0: like, wow. I have so many clients that, you know, well, I think, I think my, You know, cousin may have been molested as a child. I'm not sure. Well, this person acts this way. I wonder if. So people need to... Okay, that's the next thing. We're running out of time. I'm going to pull Renee in really quick. Renee, we all know, if you don't know, this is our supporting partner. She helps us all in the background. Renee, last season here, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts, comments, questions? Go for it. We have about five minutes.
2: So, Pastor Jeff, from today, my key takeaway is your analogy about the flowers. Mm -hmm. Because it's for the living and the dead. I sometimes think that it's a miracle that I'm here for going through 14 years of abuse. You may have heard my story before from the age of two to the age of 16 repeatedly, but I'm still here. And so number one, I must tell my story to enlighten other people. And number two, the the, um, flower analogy, it's perfect because I'm not finished growing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love that. Renee, I know you mentioned it briefly and we've mentioned this before. Could you share the two to 16 for those that you, cause you just kind of coasted over it and, you know, we're all in, on our journey to, you know, being better in our language. So just we're gently easing into it.
2: Yes. So from beginning at the age of two years old, I was molested repeatedly until I was 16. And basically told that if I ever spoke about it, something would happen to me and to my family. So my voice was suppressed for all of those years. You know, I never talked about it until I finally got the courage to to come forward with it basically a threatening letter was left on my car at school I love it I love it
0: and and again we're all in progress of our story and I met Renee pastor Jeff and Veronica and everyone watching this about two years ago in a fitness class and she didn't really talk too much her throat chakra was closed up she wouldn't look in the mirror she really didn't speak up I really, really want to go to the old episodes on our. We had a clubhouse room, and when she talked, it was like this little timid, little quiet voice. And she's just grown so much, like she said, a flower blossoming. And there's so much more to come. So, you know, facing those traumas, facing those adversities. Anything else you want to share about this season, Renee,
2: or what you heard from Pastor Jeff or Veronica? I just think that. This is just the beginning, well, season two, is the beginning of changing the world because every episode has been packed full of helpful advice, experiences, and we just want to change the world by sharing our stories and, and our guest stories.
0: Yes, yes. And if you're watching this journal, right, you have to get it out. Pastor Jeff, can you share with those watching how they can get in touch with you? Because everyone on here has a story they can help. You have Coach Veronica. You have PJ, Pastor Jeff. And, you know, so Pastor Jeff, talk to us about your your ebook, your book, your courses, everything that's coming out. How can someone contact you if they're like, I love what that man said. I would love to get into his group coaching program. I just heard you might have a group coaching program. Um we <laughs> <laughs> want to do one-on-one coaching with you. How do they contact you?
1: Oh, stars, I love you. So let me just share this with you very quickly. My the mission of our church that God gave me, uh, and I've been here 19 going on 19 years now. So Mission of Our Church is to change the world one disciple at a time through reaching, teaching, preaching, and the practical application of the gospel message. And that's something I tell everybody every Sunday. And if they don't have a mission, they can adopt that. So how do you contact PJ? You can catch me at www.meetpastorjeff.com, www.meetpastorjeff.com, or you can go to my website, i-inspire.club that's i-inspire.club c-l-u-b and i am a nlp neuro-linguistic programming practitioner a nlp coach i don't know about those just threw me into doing a coaching program i am starting a new business i am uh i do have a new website coming up which is going to be the Mind Shifting Experience, and uh, we'll tell you more about that, but that's in the progress uh, as, as we speak. Uh, the book will be coming out, as Stars Tina said, on Black Friday, uh, and that book is all, actually was inspired by Stars Tina, and as you have in your book, I will have uh, some folks who have gone through tromedy, and they are going to give their definitions of grief, We'll be talking about embracing grief with gratitude—a transformative perspective. And as we talked about those two analogies that God gave me, we'll uh, expand in that of how we can use those to embrace the gratitude that's in the grief, and therefore we are able to go to a triumphancy
2: <laughs>
1: from our <laughs> tragedy, uh, from our tragedy. So that's how you get in contact with uh, Pete. www.meetpastorjeff.com, or you can go to my website and then you can leave a message there, which I will get. And that's i-inspire.club. I love it. I I love it. And
0: Coach V, would you like to send anything out before we get out of here to share how they can meet you, catch up with you?
3: Um. Yeah. I mean, you can reach me. I, I have two businesses: Good Fortune Investment Realty and National Notary Enterprise. Um. You can reach me by email. Uh, my business email, if you like. If I do real estate investing, national. I mean, do loan signing. I motivational speaking. I. I do it all. Um. Yeah. yeah. You can reach me by email or by my my phone number. I can provide that if it's needed.
0: Yes. Thank you all for coming through. This is the Mind, Body, and Soul Awakening Show. You can catch us. I'm sorry. On- I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go for it. You you just did not say that (laughs) that with enough enthusiasm for
2: me. You
0: know why? You know why, Pastor Jeff? (laughs) I'm trying to get the outro, the music. All sorts of things. With that being said, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming to the Mind, Body, and Soul Awakening Show. I am Stars, your your host, your your woman that's going to take you from good to great to amazing. You can find me at EliteStarsFitness.com for all of your wonderful needs. All right, crew, we're out of here. See you next time. Peace. 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 Let's dance it out.
2: It out it
0: out i want you to take deep for that special gift the gift that god gave you and only you to change the world you made the decision to join our tribe your vibe is your tribe yes and i want to welcome you to the shooting stars community
2: Superstar! I love you!